Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. This, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, you know it. It does not matter who the host is. Today is Thursday, August the 13th of 2020, day 226 of the year, and only 140 days left before the bad boys over with. So that's good to know. So welcome to the Rated R Safety Show, the show where we don't put up with any kind of corporate bullshit. So that's always kind of fun. Anyway, so how are you doing? doing today how has the last 23 hours and change been for you did you get to hang out last night do some of the things that were going on inside of the linkedin universe you know there was some uh, a big discussion last night about mental health put on by pedro masil um from the x factor of safety pretty enjoyable stuff there lasted a couple hours give or take um so some information was shared last night if you have not had the opportunity to take a look at it, I would say go back, look for Pedro Masil or the X Factor of Safety. Some good discussions were had during that time. Anyways, you are listening to the Rated R Safety Show. We are coming to you live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida. That's where we're at currently. But you always know that love is universal. And we'll get to that later on. 
Also, we are streaming across the different platforms that are available to us. Currently, we are on safetyfm.com, safetyfm.tv, and safety.fm. If you want to come hang out with us inside a little chat box, you're more than welcome on doing so. We get to interact from time to time there. Anyways, if you don't know how the layout of the show works, it goes in this fashion. We sit here, talk a little bit, go into the news, talk about the major news cycle and what's going on inside of those news stories. You and I go back and forth, have a discussion. We'll hit the chat box, bring in some of that information as it does become available or if the chat box is working on that particular day. We give away some stuff from time to time. Doesn't always necessarily mean that it's going to happen on every show, but we do from time to time there. And then at some point, we should open the phone lines for people to call in, but still kind of nervousy with some people doing that. And that's perfectly fine as well. Anyways, starting off, we talked about that we were going to start talking about trends. So let me tell you the trending item right now because I'm not going to be able to show it to you. So I will tell you the trend. That way you know. A video of a group of friends feeding a black bear a sandwich has gone viral. The wild animal is seen approaching the group who are sitting at a picnic table in a wooded area. One of the men whips out a peanut butter and jelly for the bear while telling it, be patient. The video has met with mixed reviews on social media, with some finding humor in the clip and others chastising the group for putting themselves in harm's way. Anyways, if you take a look at it, it is available. Just look it up for PB&J plus Bear, or just look under Caters, Caters and Caitlin Nesbitt, and you'll be able to find it out there. Anyways, we start normally get you started off with some feature story news. So I don't want to do anything different today because, you know, we need to be repetitive and boring. Yeah, I just said that. What what the hell is going on, man? Here is the news on the Rising Bar Safety Show. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Ollie Barrett. India's recorded its highest ever daily coronavirus spike with more than 66,000 new cases. The death toll has risen to 47,000. Ishan Gurg reports from New Delhi. The Indian government says that only 10 out of 29 states in India have 80% of the country's caseload, which is why it's focusing on early detection and effective isolation in these areas. Critics say the government needs to clamp down on domestic travel, though, as it's responsible for shifting the country's coronavirus hotspots from the cities to the villages. But the authorities are planning to continue relaxing restrictions on movement, including running more trains for domestic travel and operating travel bubbles with certain countries. Ishan Garg, New Delhi. New Zealand's reported 14 new coronavirus cases. 13 are linked back to the four infected family members who became the country's first confirmed cases in over 100 days. The city of Auckland is in an initial three-day lockdown. Russia's Deputy Prime Minister Yuri Tretnev has been diagnosed with COVID-19. This is the country registered more than 5,000 new cases in one day. Daniel Ashby reports from Moscow. A grim reminder that despite all the hype around the Russian registered vaccine, that this is a country dealing with a major outbreak. More than 5,000 new cases, now confirmation that the deputy prime minister has COVID-19. And I think there will be some concern because even if Russia does manage to progress this vaccine, most experts think it wouldn't be able to bring it into mass use uh, until 2021 at the earliest. And remember that epidemiologists here and even the country's own health watchdog are very fearful about a second wave coming with a cold Russian winter. Dan Ashby, Moscow. 
There's controversy in the UK as hundreds of thousands of students receive estimated exam results having been unable to sit exams because of the coronavirus pandemic. Results have been estimated by teachers, then moderated by a regulator, but are also subject to an appeals process and students can choose to take grades from mock exams. Some students and schools fear they'll miss out on grades they deserve, but the exam watchdog says overall there has been a higher rate of A and A-star grades than last year. Education Secretary Gavin Williamson admits there will be students who suffer. There is sometimes a danger where you have an exceptionally high-performing child in a low-performing school to be in a situation where they don't get the grades that they want to. And what we've asked exam boards is where we think they think there may be outliers is actually to be contacting the schools to actually sort of talk with them to make sure that appeals are put forward. There will There is no system that is as good as the exam system. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, advice from Sumner Redstone, one of the world's most popular media moguls. He died on Wednesday. He parlayed his father's chain of drive-in movie theatres into one of the world's wealthiest media empires. He owned CBS, Paramount Pictures, and in 1987 bought a relatively unknown company called Viacom. When I purchased Viacom, it was a struggling cable television programming venture with a few undeveloped and overlooked assets that everyone encouraged me to sell. You know, they said that MTV was a fad. They said that Nickelodeon could never make it because who was interested in the kids' channel? I listened to Wall Street a lot, but Wall Street told me I overpaid. Wall Street told me to sell MTV and Nickelodeon. So in your life, in the final analysis... You have to follow your own instincts. Sumner Redstone speaking there at Boston University in 2010. The last few years of his life saw extraordinary shenanigans behind the scenes as his daughter and only heir battled her father's former mistresses and the former head of CBS in a bid to secure control over his personal welfare and his corporate fortune. Sumner Redstone died in Los Angeles at the age of 97. I'm Simon Marks. FSN is an independent source of news for TV, radio and digital networks worldwide. You can find more of our minute-by-minute updates on Twitter. Follow us there at Feature Story. And we have a wealth of audio and video stories from our global news bureaus on Facebook. You can find us there by following Feature Story News. Stay tuned for further updates right here. But for now, that is the latest Feature Story News. Ollie Barrett reporting. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Uh, so who's going to want to watch MTV? Or Nickelodeon? Good question, huh? Uh, anyway, so what do you think? What do you think about the feature story news in Holly Barrett? Not Holly Berry. Come on. So what do you think? I mean, a lot of stuff that was seared there. What do you think about the test? Do you think about that part? 
Anyways, what does it matter? Let's go. Let's move forward. Let's start talking about some of the nonsense that's going on here, because that's always fun. Dorothy Pollock got her first tattoo. Why am I talking about this? Because she's 103. The Michigan grandmother visited her tattoo shop with a granddaughter to have a little green frog inked on her forearm last week. Pollock told CNN that it was pretty exciting because years ago, my grandson wanted me to get one and I wouldn't do it. All of a sudden, I decided that I would like to have one. As for why a frog, she said, because like fro- because she likes frogs. 103 years old. How long do you think she's going to have that thing? I know. Where did that go? I don't even know where that came from. So anyway, so I guess you're really technically never too old to get a tattoo. Do you have a tattoo? I always kind of wonder, do people still frown upon tattoos? Like, do they look at them and go, ah, I can't have it? Like, it, it doesn't make sense to do it? Like, do you have one? And what do you think about when you see people that have tattoos or a bunch of tattoos? I know that sometimes in the workplace, it's still questionable in that particular regards. People always go, well, what, well, should you have them or should you not have them? And I think that some places have changed when it comes to that. I look at it and go, hey, pretty pretty interesting stuff there. Now that it's important, 103 is kind of old for a tattoo. I, I, do a, I have a friend of mine. He was actually 45 when he got his first one. And I kind of made fun of him a little bit. But I guess, you know, 103, I guess 45 doesn't sound too bad. Anyways, that's not important. Let's continue down the path here. At least three people have died in a train derailment in Scotland. British Transport Police said that the driver of the train is believed to be the one of the three deaths with six others sent to the local medical facilities to be treated prior to the crash the area had torrential rain and a thunderstorm creating flooding and widespread power outages it is unknown if those factors caused the accident now that i think about it i'm supposed to be talking to somebody today from scotland that is actually in the train industry i wonder if that's going to happen still so what do you think about this when you hear this You know, I'm always amazed that when you take a look around of a lot of the things that happen, something like this, this is an example. Now, how far do we plan some of these things out? And let's, let's kind of go back for a moment because I might've jumped ahead. So we know that it rains and we know that there's power outages. And of course you never plan for the event to occur all at one time. But when it does and something like this happens, what things were put into place prior? Because, you know, the blame game's real easy right now to do. Well, shit, the guy was conducting the thing, so that's his fault. And I'm not going to sit here and say that. But what do you look at as we talk about this? And I'm not going to mention the hazard matrix because I know so many people love it. <laughs> but what do you think about when you, when you hear some of this stuff? Seriously. Like, how do you look at it and how do you go, okay, cool, this makes sense, let's move forward? Or do you look at it and go, okay, we could have put X, Y, and Z in place? Or is it kind of one of those unexpected events, but thunderstorms and rain are kind of common? Now, the flooding's probably not going to be normal, and widespread power outages is not normal. So, how do you look at it? And I know yesterday we had a a very weird conversation about a drowning seizure in COVID-19. That's not the case here. But how do you look at that whole thing? Any thoughts? 
anything that comes to mind. I don't know. There's so many different ways to look at that thing. That's for sure. Duh. So it is what it is. We kind of move forward here. A naked man who was seen chasing down a wild boar and, and its babies after the animal stole his laptop. The German man was sunbathing in the nude at Lake Berlin when a boar and two baby boars came out of the forest in search of food. They started with a pizza, but then spotted the man's yellow bag that contained his laptop. And then the trio took off with it. The man gave gave chase. A fellow sunbather posted about the incident on social media. Shocker. Uh, media writing, everyone clapped and congratulated him on his success in retrieving his yellow bag. Now, is that a video you would want to see? And so everybody was clapping in regards of this guy chasing down these boars. And I did say boars just in case. So what are you thinking about here? As so, I mean, I mean, I'm just kind of lost <laughs> in the whole thing. I'm just trying to not really do the visual print here of it, but think about it for a moment. Guys naked, sunbathing. I mean, that's okay, I guess, depending what area you're in. I mean, the unexpected occurs. That's for sure. As we do take a a thought about that, because we're sure as hell not taking a look at it. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves, only on Safety FM. Okay, a mother in Texas said that her family was kicked off a Southwest Airlines flight because her three-year-old son, who has autism, would not wear a face mask. Alyssa Sadler was trying to fly from Midland to Houston on Monday, and her son and daughter won when the incident occurred. Doesn't give the age of the son. The plane left the gate and was headed towards the runway when the stewardess, do they still call them stewardess? I thought they were called flight attendants. Okay, stewardess we'll go with, alerted the captain that the child wouldn't keep his mask on. Sadler said they tried to put it on him, but he was screaming and he was throwing a fit. The captain returned the plane to the gate, announced to the other passengers they were not taking off into and that oh my god and then an escort helped remove Sadler and her children. Also, the child was written up by the airline officials for non-compliance. Fox News reached out to the airline and received the following statement: Southwest Airline requires that all customers over the age of two to wear a mask, a face covering, or a mask while traveling to help prevent the transmission of COVID-19. We communicate this in the policy to all customers at a multiple touch points throughout the travel journey, so we regret any inconvenience this family experienced. If a customer is unable to wear a face mask covering for any reason, Southwest regrets that we are unable to transport the individual. We appreciate the ongoing support and spirit of cooperation among our customers and employees as we collectively take care of each other while striving to prevent the spread of COVID-19. So what's your thought process there? I mean, we are talking. Okay, so they said two and lower do not. Or how does that work? Is it like one in 11 months and 29 days? So let's kind of take that out for a second. So two-year-old and older have to wear a face covering. 
regardless if you're on a Southwest flight, according to this from Fox News, that they received a statement from Southwest Airline. How do you look at that? Have you hung out with small children? Now, this kid is autistic based on the information that's being shared here. Do you think that this is something that's possible to do? I mean, I have little ones. I mean, I probably shouldn't call the older one a little one, but I have a small child and there's no way, no way that she's going to keep a mask on. There's just no way. It's just not going to happen. I'm pretty sure she'd rip the thing off. Now, when you take a look at this story or listen to this story, how do you look at it? Do you think there should be exceptions to the rules or does it look at look at it from that standpoint is that there's an exception for one? There has to be an exception for all because we can always go down that path as well, because that becomes very interesting on how that whole thing works. So I'm just always wondering on how to proceed with some of that because it can get very interesting very quick. So do you hold Southwest accountable for this? And it doesn't say what happened right away. They said they were not taking off and they turned back. So what do you think? I'm still very hesitant about flying me personally as I look at it and talk about it for sure. Because I just go, I don't know what's going to happen. And it's just weird, the whole scenario that's going on. But then again, that's just an opinion. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. More sarcasm than a Mortal Kombat beatdown. Rated R Safety Show. Hawaii has the highest rate of coronavirus transmission in the entire U.S. The Aloha State reported cases are spreading at the rate of 1.6, meaning that every person that has the virus, they have passed it on to one and a half people on average. Hawaii is followed by South Dakota with a transmission rate of 1.2 and then Texas to follow at 1.16. What do you think? What do you think as I say this, as I share it, as I spread the information? So what are you thinking here? How do you look at this whole scenario as we talk about it? Because that's, I guess, is the other portion that needs to be talked about. Do you, are you personally, you, not someone you know, not Brother Joe, not Barbara Ann, are you personally staying locked up? Or are you going out and about? If so, what state are you in? What kind of requirements do they have? What kind of special regulations are in place i have an acquaintance of mine that she's been in an area where she has stayed locked up since the month of march the end of march to recent she has been out of her house i think she told me four times in total four times what are you doing how are you handling this And I know that it is very difficult if you have a job where you have to be there in place daily. Cannot be done. This cannot be done in this fashion where you stay away. So if you're in a job where you have to go, uh, well, one can say, well, you can't count, you know, that I'm staying. A lot of jobs don't translate well into doing them virtually. Especially the jobs that you and I do. 
as safety professionals. Well, let me kind of backtrack on that because you're going to sit there and go, well, that's not true because you're sitting there talking here to us. Well, let's talk about the other aspect of the job that I normally do. I get to go out and hang out with safety professionals and talk to them about what's going on in most organizations or go and do presentations or training classes or workshops. So that's kind of changed. Now we do them this way, but it doesn't translate as, you know, as it normally would translate if you're doing it in person. I mean, we can do some things virtually. Let's not, let's not say that you can't, but it's different. It's a different aspect to the whole thing. So when you take a look at this and you go to these transmission rates, depending on where you're located. So if we're using Hawaii as an example, it's a 1.6. You use South Dakota as the other one is a 1.2. And then you use Texas, it's a 1.116. How do you like it? And how do you look at it? I mean, I'm pretty sure nobody likes it. But how do you look at the whole sequence? Because that's going to be the other conversation. What do you think is the correct way of handling this whole scenario? Because that's the other story. That's where we continue to have these conversations. Anyways, let's continue. A veteran with two prosthetic legs jumped out of an airplane and landed at his 80th Sturgis motorcycle rally in South Dakota over the weekend. Sergeant First Class Dana Bauman, Bauman, a former Special Forces soldier and member of the Army of the Golden Knights parachute team, carried the American flag while floating to the ground with Trump 2020 Keep America Great Again parachute. Or Keep America Great, sorry. His jump coincided with the arrival of the Sturgis Rally's veteran ride. So good timing there. What do you think? I mean, wow. Two prosthetic legs and jumping at the age of 80. This tells you right away that age does not matter and how perfect timing occurred in this particular scenario. His jump coincided with the arrival of the Sturgis Rally Veterans Ride. Think about it for a moment. Think about how that actually worked. Now, have you ever jumped out of a plane? I personally have not. Not even virtually. You know, they have those virtual or those, the virtual edition via like VR or you can even go to, there's places here locally. I think it's called iFly, but don't hold me to it. I know there's some throughout the country where they have these giant fans, you hang out over them and they kind of blow you into the air as you actually fly up and it spins you around and does all the weird stuff like you were doing that. I have never done that either. But what do you think? Would you take the opportunity of doing the jump? Now, if you've never done one, now he is from the <laughs> he was from the military and apparently had some experience doing it prior. So always kind of a weird thing on how that looks. Or do you take into account the risks that are there and so on? I mean, we can always have twenty thousand different conversations about it for sure. You are listening to something magical. <laughs> You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, a man who was found, a man, hold on, a New Mexico man has died from a septicism, I can't even talk, a man in New Mexico died from septimic plague. 
The Rio Arriba County man who was in his 20s has been hospitalized for two weeks prior to his death. According to the New Mexico Department of Health, an environmental investigation will be conducted at his home and look at the ongoing risk to his family, neighbors, and other communities. The death is the first one in the state this year and the second reported case of the plague. In late July, a man in his 60s was diagnosed with bubonic plague. So there you go. Interesting stuff out of New Mexico. Shocked that we haven't heard anything yet from Florida. Because that's kind of the norm that normally takes place around here. Anyways, let's continue. Black Lives Matter activists painted defund the police on the street near the White House in June, a day after Black Lives Matter's mural was painted on the same road. On Tuesday, they added statement seen by many as anti-police was removed. So let's make sure we're clear here. Black Lives Matter activists painted defund the police on the street near the White House in June, a day after Black Lives Matter's mural was painted on the same road. What do you think about that? I don't know if we're 100% clear on the defunding the police aspect that is being mentioned. A lot of info, but not enough info to make sense. And yes, please. Please, I beg you, I beg you, don't send me what defund means. I understand what the word means. But if you go to the Black Lives Matter website, it does not go into specifics on their site, at least from the last time that I was there. So I would really like to have a better understanding on what they're talking about and what are they looking at doing with the funding to be able to proceed forward with it. Because that's for sure. That would be an interesting conversation to have there. Anyways, let's continue down the path. Stock index all advanced higher than the S&P 500, setting a new record during the session by trading at an all-time high. The index ultimately closed just shy of that benchmark as trading concluded. The technology sector had a big day as Facebook, Netflix, Amazon, Microsoft, and Apple all gained more than 1.5%. Travel and financial stocks left a blemish on the day as Carnival, J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, and Citigroup all fell. Markets collectively shrugged. A House Speaker's Nancy Pelosi's announced that virus stimulus talks have continued to stall on both sides, still far apart. So something to think about as we talk about it. So how are you looking at this stimulus thing that is being held up because of politics. I don't know if you personally are in need of this. Or if you're personally in need of the dough. I don't know if your work scenario is going well. I will tell you there are certain sectors of work that are just booming. And I mean booming. So I look at it and go some sectors are good. Some sectors are terrible. But I think at the same time too. This is how we're going to see some advancements overall. My opinion, let's talk about that for a moment, on how things will change and we move forward. What's your thought process? Think about some of the advancements that occurred back in 2008, 2007, 2008. Things have changed significantly. And yes, I'm going to say that, you know, the the terrible times during the financial sequences that are not good. It's terrible. I mean, losing your home is terrible. Let's talk about it. But we're looking at this and there's so many different things to talk about here. 
so many things to look at. Think about it for a moment. So now I got some bad news to share. And of course, we're talking about Florida because we have to get to a portion there where we talk about it for sure. A 10-year-old girl in Florida was starting her first day of virtual school when her mother was shot to death by her ex-boyfriend. Donald Williams, 27, shot and killed Maribel Rosado Morales, 32, in front of her four children and their two cousins at her Florida home. The little girl's teacher witnessed the incident while setting up the class via Zoom call. The teacher said that she could hear some sort of domestic altercation, so she muted the call to avoid other children hearing what was happening. Next, she said that she saw the 10-year-old cover her ears, and then the screen went black. Williams fled the scene but was later arrested by SWAT. He confessed to the shooting and faces a charge of first-degree murder. No children were injured at the time of the shooting. And, you know, I sit around and I joke and I talk about Florida and say about some of the shitty things that sometimes occur. But, man, I understand that, you know, people can get jealous and, get you know, have rage about things and everything. Mother of four, killing them in front, killing her in front of her child or children. I don't know how to look at that. I mean, you have to take a look at it. And go, wow, there's so many different things here, for sure. Hi, Mauro. So, I mean, I look at it and I go, what do you think? I mean, this is children we're talking about. And there's a death involved. And then there's other children on the other side that didn't see anything. But still, you know what kind of impact this is going to have going forward? What do you think should happen? Because some people will sit back and go, death penalty should probably be thrown his direction. Some people will say, no, he should be incarcerated for life. Do you think there's a lot more to the story? And what would justify the actions? That's the whole other question. Because you know that that's always going to go into the court of public opinion. And that's the way that it goes most of the time, regardless of what's going on. So I take a look at this and I go, I have a hard time understanding it. I can understand jealousy and rage on what would cause those things to occur. But also at the same time, too, why would you go into that fashion? Is it worth taking a life? Now these kids, hopefully the father's still around. But now these kids, how's that going to work? Is he the father? Because it didn't say that. But how's that going to work? Because now we're going to talk about a system. Now we're going to talk about these kids being put into a system. Unless a family member takes them. So how will that work? I mean, is this this? I mean, I understand or we could talk about that. This is the system that's here. But how does that work? How are we able to proceed forward? How are we able to move on and to say, okay, this is what happened. This is a part of life. And now we just have to go with it. That's for sure. 
During these unprecedented times, most of us don't want to speak up or rock the boat. We don't want to seem as if we're insensitive or selfish, and others take these times as an opportunity to be reckless and even negligent. Don't be taken advantage of wrong is wrong no matter what else is going on in the world. And if you need help, reach out to real trial lawyers. We'll be there to right the wrongs. Figer Law. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's go ahead and get to it. Let's get into our main story because I think that this is going to be important today. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. So I have to tell you, I saw this yesterday and I was really shocked by it. And I said, hey, I think this is something that we need to share with the audience. Now, this might be one of those weird things that if you're easily offended, probably might be time to go bye bye. Um, It's probably um, one of those things that could easily offend some. And that's not the intent here. It's to share information and knowledge about one of my favorite people, one of my favorite people around in social media, and her name is Shay Robottom. And I want to share a post that she had yesterday on social media. So let's take a look at this together. Who's seen Idiocracy? You know, the movie with Luke Wilson, where he gets transported into the future only to find out that the unintelligent people reproduced at a way faster rate than the more conscious and intelligent people? Where am I? Shut up! I told you already! <laughs> already happening. So we arrive at a place in the future where, well, everyone's an idiot. No, we did not get more intelligent over time. We got dumber. And it was meant to be a fictional film, but it is kind of turning into a documentary of this country. What is happening? Is this really our destiny? I mean, think about it, really. The people who are more cautious about reproducing are actually usually the more ideal parents. And the people who bust them out endlessly and unconsciously, usually not so much. There's a lot of unconscious reproducing going on. Don't believe me? There's over 400,000 kids in the United States currently in foster care but do you think that we care about them? No. I'll bet almost everyone watching this video right now probably knows of a couple who's trying. We're trying for a baby. And everyone's like, oh my God, congrats. You guys are heroes for trying to make your own biological children when there's already so many children alive today who need help. Yay. Meanwhile, don't you dare get a dog from a breeder. So if you think there isn't unconscious reproducing going on, that's pretty much all that's going on and that's witnessed by our own narcissistic tendency to want to produce our own unnecessary biological children before trying to help and assist the hundreds of thousands already living children in this country who would love a better parent mentor figure. But it's not really about the love for children, is it? It's narcissism. Look, to all the people out there, which is probably most of you who chose to have your own biological children I get it, okay? I really do. I'm not here to judge or hate on you. It's a very real biological thing that we're more called to produce our own than to help others. But I'm just trying to bring awareness to the idea that, well, having your own biological children was perhaps useful at one point in history, and it actually made sense to love your own kids more and protect your own bloodline more than others. I don't believe that evolutionary trait really serves us anymore. It takes 
takes a village to raise a child, yet we're all dead set on each having our own. Psh, save your vagina. Adopt. Don't like the infant phase? Adopt. Feeling maternal or paternal and just so called to being a parent? Good. Adopt. It says a lot about where we're at collectively, conscious-wise, as a society, when we woke up to the idea that breeding dogs was inhumane before we realized it in humans. Uh. I know I'm gonna offend a lot of parents with this video, but I don't care. It needs to be said. Ironically, the people who are more conscious of what it actually takes to be a loving parent, more self-aware, and who actually do the work to fix themselves and heal their childhood wounds, cause let's face it, most of our parents were messed up when they raised us. These people that actually do the work to make themselves whole and are now more qualified to raise a child without passing along their own BS programming to them, often don't. Yeah, often don't even reproduce. At least not much. But I think we all know of a very unconscious, non-self-aware, just a lower vibration person who is busting out another kid every year. Doesn't even remember all their names. They're just running around like hotcakes. So as someone who's really interested in childhood development and passionate about creating more conscious parents who actually understand what it takes to purely love a child and not be narcissistic, I can't help but wonder, is this all in vain? Are smart people too outnumbered at this point and are we destined for an idiocracy future or do you think we can still turn things around? Let me know in the comments below. Oh, and if somebody is giving you crap for getting your dog from a breeder and they didn't adopt their kids, psh, look, I love dogs, don't get me wrong, but we should be prioritizing live humans first. Thanks guys. So what, so what do you what you do you know, think? Oh, hold on. What do you think? What do you think for sure? So is that going to cause some heat? Is that going to cause some issues for sure? I mean, what's the thought process? What do you think about the comparison of dog breeder and adopting and so on? A lot there. I mean, there is a lot to unpack in that video. So what do you, <laughs> what's your thought process? I mean, for sure. That's not going to be for everybody. Like, how do you look at that? Or do you kind of go back and go, ah, I'm offended, blah, 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 blah. Or do you think she has a point? It's just a question. And it is a matter of opinion. I mean, people are still entitled to have their own opinion. So what do you think? Is it thought provoking? Or is it just something that you go, whatever, not interested, move on. I think it's something to think about. Think about that whole thing that she referenced with the dog breeder. Now think about it and apply it to adopting. Interesting, huh? Interesting how that whole thing works. Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Yeah, you know it's Safety FM, Rated R Safety Show, still 1240 in the afternoon, Eastern time, just in case. Anyways, in Adel, let's talk about a couple different things that was already mentioned during feature story news. I'll mention it one more time. 
Summer Redstone has died. The former chairman for both CBS and Viacom passed away after suffering health issues for the past six years. He was 97. And you've already kind of heard some mixed bags about the whole thing. Our thoughts and prayers are with the Redstone family. Let's continue down the path here. Let's talk about things that are going on inside of the world of politics, because I think this is going to be important. We're going to start seeing more and more of this as we move forward. So let's get ready for election season, you know, November, all that kind of fun stuff. It's going to be a ride, especially with everything else going on. So let's talk about it. In a live media event, Kamala Harris joined Joe Biden for the first time as a ticket. It was a strange campaign event for no fault of their own. No applause lines, no whooping supporters in the background. In the debut speech of the VP candidate, Harris called the riots across the country a coalition of co- of coincidence, demanding change, and called President Trump and Mike Pence's leadership a failed government. Many commentators have speculated that Biden picked Harris ultimately because of her personal connection to Beau Biden, who died after battling brain cancer in 2015. Harris spoke extensively about her relationship with Beau and how the connection brought her into a larger Biden orbit. So that was what happened yesterday during that. Now let's continue here. Kanye West might not be might, might not be disruptive influence. Some pro-Trump voters thought that he might be in the presidential race. He's still polling about 2% overall, according to Political and Morning Consult polls say, and only 2% with black voters, too. That's even less than the 9% who responded with no opinion. So something to think about with Kanye there. President Trump on Wednesday evening press conference highlighted a strong economic recovery from the United States, showing numbers that indicated improving consumer sentiment and the shallow West economist um, contraction and a gain of 9 million jobs since the bottom of the COVID-19 recession. Trump drabbed at um, um, predecessor Barack Obama, who said that there was no magic wand to fix the economy. Instead, Trump said it takes competence and capability. He then addressed the current turmoil between Trump executive orders and Congress impasse to get anything done. The Democrats have abandoned the people of America over simple subject of politics, Trump said. He spent a long time lambasting their ask of $3.5 billion for universal mail-in voting and promised to not fund the effort, which along the way is holding up funding for schools and unemployment insurance benefits extension. Trump called for an end of the payroll tax in the second term, which would mean enormous savings for businesses and workers. He added that the payroll tax deferment he announced on Saturday would be forgiven at the end of the year, but only certainly if he is reelected. A lot of stuff there. A lot of stuff there. But as I've told you before, and I will say it again, I will not cover any of that information that is there. I will leave it there and let it be. And you come up with your own reference. And I will not give my sarcastic remarks on any of it. It's better off that way. Anyways, no winner for Tuesday night's Mega Million drawing. Friday's drawing will be for $31 million jackpot or a $24.9 million cash payout. So good luck if you're into playing those games. That's for sure. Let's continue down the path. Nicole Kidman new series Nine Perfect Strangers will begin filming in Byron Bay this week. Multiple trailers, a large catering tent, and a filming crane were spotted setting up, along with a number of vehicles it said that contained the cast and crew. The series is based on 
eight adult novels and being brought to life by Byron Bay's luxury wellness retreat, Soma. What? <laughs> the series has been picked up by Hulu. So there you go. If you're looking forward to that one. Let's continue. And so here we go. Lionsgate's flick run starring Sarah Paulson and Kiara Allen will skip the planned theatrical release and will head straight to the streaming service. According to the Hollywood reporter, the movie has been picked up by Hulu for an undetermined release date. Run was originally set to be released on May the 8th, but it was delayed due to the coronavirus. Will Smith has signed an executive um, producer to reboot the 90s sitcom The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So that's something different for sure. Morgan Cooper will co-write and direct the project. The show is currently being pitched to streaming services. So that's pretty interesting. Now, you definitely will have to be a little bit older to know about the the Prince of Bel the, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, that's for sure. If you did watch that back in the day, it's kind of a captivating show for sure. A lot of people watched it back then and kind of did help out. So there you go with that. So something to think about as we move forward here. Let's continue. Bill Cosby filed for an appeal with the Supreme Court in Pennsylvania on Tuesday. In the docs, his attorney argues that the trial was not fair because it was allowed five accusers to give decade-old testimony that pre- prejudiced the jury against him. The Coase was con- the Coase. Listen to that. Cosby was convicted in 2018 for drugging and sexually assaulting Andrea Constant in 2004. So far, he has served two of his three to ten-year sentence. So what do you think about that? What do you think about that whole thing? Interesting, right? Do you think something will will happen when it's all said and done? Or do you think it's going to be left as is and nothing will spark back? Something to think about for sure as we move forward here. Megan McCain is not ready to share photos of her baby bump. The View co-host opened up about her decision to keep her pregnancy journey private on Instagram. To keep her legacy journey private on Instagram. Private on Instagram. Okay, that people can can be cruel, and while she can usually let it go, with this situation, she feels intensely protective and private. She added that she hopes that all wonderful people who are so supported and kind and understand. Private on Instagram. So does that mean, like, only your close friends can see it? I mean, I don't get it. Like, how many Instagram accounts do you have? I know people that have like five and six of them. I'm like, I can't even, I can't even work one normally. Can't imagine five or six. So do you think she has multiple? I mean, I have enough social media stuff going on. And I that, let me phrase what I mean here. Enough social media stuff that I have to post to just to get stuff out. So I can't imagine having the same content provider over and over again and trying to be very specific on what I want out and what I don't want out. That's for sure. Anyways, a SpongeBob SquarePants spinoff series centered around SpongeBob starfish friend Patrick is in the works at Nickelodeon. Variety reports that the Patrick Star Show will focus on Patrick and his family as he hosts his own his own talk show. The Bill, the voice of the character, is is unclear if that will still be the case. And what other actors might be doing a spinoff with spongebob characters that are existing there so that's something to think about if you're into that a source told the outlet that several new characters voice 
by new actors will join the show. I don't know. Do you, do you find that interesting? Just think about it for a moment. Anyway, Steven Twitch boss, the set DJ for Ellen DeGeneres talk show, broke his silence about the accusation of a, of a toxic workplace. Twitch told U.S. Weekly that legally he hasn't wasn't allowed to say much, but that he would say there's some things to address, but there's been love. Wow, that's not going to cause any confusion at all with what's going on. The 37-year-old is the latest celeb to come to Ellen's defense, joining Kevin Hart and Katy Perry. Stars such as Brad Garrett, Leah Thompson, Wayne Dupree, and the show's former DJ all doubled down on their allegations as that has moved forward. So something to think about for sure there. A lot of weird things apparently going on in that set. And it does, it does not help that there's always seems to be new news stories day in and day out as we come about here and we talk about this thing. So let's talk about it. So let's go into the world of sports for a moment because I think we need to address that. Jim Hardball is disappointed with the Big Ten for postponing the college football season due to the coronavirus. The Michigan Wolverines head coach was an advocate for playing in the fall despite the ongoing spread of the virus. He released the following about the conference decisions. Our student athletes and coaches want to compete They have committed, trained, and prepared their entire lives for this opportunity, and I know how much they're disappointed at this time. I share their same disappointment today. We have shown over the weeks since returning to campus that we could meet the challenge and provide our students, athletes, the opportunity of fall football season. Our football team, our coaching staff, and our support staff and the Schimler Hall have all stepped up, followed every rule, and done everything in their power to magnify, to give, magnificently, excuse me, to give the, all the opportunity to compete. I am extremely proud, thankful, and appreciative for our team and how they have conducted and represented our program and university. So what do you think here? Do you think that this should have actually moved forward? Or do you, are you kind of like anti this being canceled as well? A lot of people are are up in arms about this and they're going, this is not the way it should go, that we should be proceeding on with some football. And I look at it and I go, I don't know. What do you think about the NFL? What do you think about the NBA and Major League Baseball going out and doing this? I mean, think about it for a moment. I mean, there was a, a portion that we were talking about a week ago, maybe two weeks at this point that the NFL was going to do a stipend for certain individuals, depending if they had it, if they had the virus. And then some of the people that actually wanted to opt out, they were not 100% sure how that was going to work. So what do you think about here? We got a comment coming in, cancel it for safety. Do you think that also the NBA and the major and major league baseball should be canceled? And what do you think about this whole weird Zoom thing on the NBA? I mean, do you think it's kind of cool? But let's go back to the players because that's the important part. But I don't know. I mean, I even look at some of this stuff when it comes to, like, some of these different things that we have going on. So let's take it into the world of mixed martial arts. They're still putting on events. And you know those guys are getting close to each other. The ground and pound, and you know, and they're doing all that kind of stuff. And don't get me wrong, I enjoy that sport. Then we have the professional wrestlers and, you know, whatever you deem about that, they are professional athletes. 
scripted, non-scripted, they're still athletes. Somebody tell me how you actually fake a chair shot or bleeding. I would love to know how that actually works when they're cut wide open. But that's another thing that's still ongoing. You know that there's not a lot of spacing between the gals and the guys that are out there doing professional wrestling. Same thing applies to mixed martial arts. So I look at this and go, there's a lot of things that still need to be considered. And what are some of the limitations? And then if we start canceling these things, what happens overall? And let me kind of backtrack for a moment. We all know that Major League Baseball or Major League Sports, regardless, and even some of these other things that exist, such as where the independent contractors are set up with mixed martial arts and professional wrestling, they get paid based on performance and performing. So how would that work? I mean, that's the other thing that has to be talked about because we are still talking about a rate of pay and some people might go back, well, well, they're making millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars, but still, it's still money. And just because you make tons of something does not mean that you're really good at managing it. And I'm not picking on the people, but you have to look at it that way as well. But what are we deeming that is important here? And I know that a lot of people were upset when a lot of the sporting events got canceled. But there's a lot of athletes that are opting out on even performing because they don't want to put themselves at risk. And I understand that. And I understand that people want to be entertained. But do we do it also at the same time for sacrificing people? I mean, I'm still trying to understand how the NFL is going to work, like truly work. Like, how are games going to be played? I mean, is it going to be still the normal standard platform? I mean, there's still going to be the way that they play, and you're sweating on top of each other, and you're actually tackling people. And I know people can go, well, mixed martial arts does some similar things. Ground and pound, they're bleeding on top of each other, depending on what's going on in the scenario. Now, I will tell you, I have not watched a lot of sports, and I normally don't watch a lot of sports outside of mixed martial arts. But ever since this has been happening, I haven't even been watching mixed martial arts because I'm not sure... If by doing the if I'm doing the right thing by doing so, and I know that sounds weird, but it's something to talk about for sure, and it's something that we have to consider because you have to look at it as like, okay, so do you help support it? Do you not help support it, or do you just kind of move forward? Because the people are out there doing the stuff, but then if you don't help support it, then they're not going to make any money. It's such a weird thing to think about. A lot of stuff going on there for sure. Duh. But at the same time, too, you have to look at it and go. 10,000 different ways to look at it. And that's the only way you can really think about the whole thing. But what do I know? Just the guy behind a microphone.
Okay, so the Art of Podcasting event is coming up on September the 2nd. If you're interested in actually learning what we know here about podcasting and putting out your own podcast, you're more than welcome to attend. There's more information available at safetyfm.io. So just go to safetyfm.io. We have a couple different things going on with that event where we're actually including on certain tickets a hosting service. If you're interested in actually getting a hosting service to host your podcast as part of part of the admission and it's and then what it actually ends up being is that we'll actually host your your new program for up to a year. So it's pretty cool on how it actually works out. But like I said, for more information, go to safetyfm.io. That is September the 2nd at 9 a.m. if you're interested in kind of hanging out with us on that day. Anyways, let's talk about it. We're constantly talking about suicide, and we're also talking about mental health. If you're struggling with these two things, there's a phone number that you can call. That's 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. They are there, available for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week to talk with you, see what things that are you might be struggling with and what advice they can give you inside of that particular space. That phone number does not accept text messages, but you can actually go onto the website at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That is suicidepreventionlifeline.org. There is a chat box there where you can communicate with them right there. Also, the other side that we talk about from time to time is the National Center of Missing and Exploited Kids. So if you go to missingkids.org, there's information readily available there. You know how every once in a while you'll get an Amber Alert on your phone and you're not sure what happens after that. The website can give you more information of kids that are missing or that are being exploited in the general area and what you can do to assist. Now, currently, there are no, they cannot accept people to come in and assist because of what's going on with the pandemic, but they are taking financial donations as we speak right now. If you want more information and resources available, you can go to missingkids.org just for that information there. Anyways, this is going to bring another episode of the Rated R Safety Show to an end. Thank you for coming out, hanging out with us today at this lovely noontime. We'll we'll do it again tomorrow. Tomorrow, special edition. You know how that goes. So tomorrow we'll be here at noon. Come hang out with us. We'll do it one more time. Thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM. That is the listener. Safety FM is the home of real safety talk. I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.